All right, welcome back to another episode of the Four Train Savages podcast. We have episode number 94. For all the Yankee fans, thank you guys for joining us for this episode. If uh, if this is your first time listening to us, we appreciate it. Go ahead, subscribe to the podcast so you stay up to date with all of our episodes. And uh, Tyler, it's an exciting time for Yankees fans. The last time that we spoke with the, with the fans on the pod was... I believe last week we after the Baltimore series, so we missed the Tampa four-game set, but mm-hmm. they did what we asked. They split that series, and they went ahead and won three straight in a sweep versus the Los Angeles Angels. But, Tyler, that wasn't even the biggest news of the past week. Do you know what I'm talking about? Biggest news in the past week? Are you talking about ta- this ta- morning's news? No, in, Yan- in Yankees land for the past week, whatever. Take Take a guess with whatever you think I'm talking about. Should I know this? Well, I'm, I, you you definitely know of it because I saw you talking about it. But if uh, I mean Matt, just Carpenter? see if you remember. That's a good guess. Glaber Torres, one more guess. Not Glaber Torres. Derek Jeter oh, is officially yeah. <laughs> on social media. The goat, the goat is now on social media. Joined Instagram and Twitter, so that was funny this past week. But yeah, I didn't no, even realize was, uh, he wasn't on, dude. <laughs> like. Well, he has his. Um, it's the doc. Ha- it's because of the documentaries coming out. Yes, he he's um, he has his sisters on it. I definitely know. I think it, her name is Sarah, and then I know that his foundation and stuff is on social media, and that's he or he's on Facebook. I remember that's how. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. That's how he announced that he was retiring, and that was like a big thing. That I don't even remember that. Damn. Yeah, he said the year that he was retiring that he was doing his farewell tour. I remember him announcing it on Facebook and everyone was saying that's the most Derek Jeter thing ever to announce it on Facebook. And then that's when we saw the final, but it's kind of funny. He, he sent out a few tweets that were pretty funny on, uh, I think he quote tweeted me or he sent out a gif and he was like, I survived my first day on Twitter. So that was funny. Um, I don't think he's been fully exposed to Yankees Twitter as a whole, Tyler. He probably doesn't want to be. You think it's Jeter actually running it or you think he's got a little PR team here and there? I think I don't know. You think he, like he's got the app on his phone? I think he definitely does, and he definitely has an input, obviously because yeah, it's him. Yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, I, he, there's definitely a team, and I I do think he he's probably got some other ventures going on, such as the documentary and stuff that he wanted to be on social media. But it's kind of cool because I always thought of him as like Michael Jordan, where they're just oh don't do that social media thing. But it's a uh-huh. good place to engage and stuff. Exactly. He's, he's such a large fan base, and he doesn't have to be sending out burner accounts and i don't yeah. know being like yeah, like yeah, some yeah. other athletes like kevin durant <laughs> or something he, you know it's a good place to yeah engage KD, in some... kd loves just fighting on twitter but that was a solid yes. gif he posted uh after his first day on twitter or whatever him and a rod exactly. yeah that was good yes it was funny um, i liked it but yeah there were some there were some moves that were happening prior to the Rays series we like you mentioned in one of your guesses matt carpenter dude How, he's on the yankee field huh uh, really, I thought initially when I, I texted you and I said, oh, God, I hope DJ's not <laughs> screwed. Yeah, that's what we both thought, right? Bad. But I think it was more of just during this time of need when they don't have really bats available while Stanton's on the IL and um, 
Donaldson's on the IL, and we have all these guys that are that are shelved for now. But and he was immediately made an impact. Like, weirdly, yeah, I saw. I think it was Jack Curry who said it on either him or someone else was talking. I don't know if it was a tweet or where I saw it, but they were talking about how Matt Carpenter really had a lost his swing because he was pretty brutal in his last mm-hmm. year with the Cardinals. And he said that he worked himself back. I think he was with Texas for a portion of time as well. Um, and he spent time in the minors and just working on a swing. And clearly, you know, he's not going to wow you. I think he's hitting under 200, but he's making an, a real bit. I think his average is like 199, and then his OPS is like 1,099. 1, yeah. You know what he's so, being right now so far in six games? He's being what they want Joey Gallo to be. <laughs> low, low average and just cranks homers. <laughs> You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And he's I, the the stash is just outstanding, oh, phenomenal, hundred percent. <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, but yeah, we'll run through quick. We're not going to really break down the series because that's old news. But Yankees split with the Rays. They did what we asked. Jamison Tyone and both Nestor Cortez put up stud performances in those first two games. Um, and then the last two, just the offense went a little bit pedestrian. Um, but Matt Carpenter got in with a little home run action in his first game. I believe it was his first game, or was it the second game? Either one. He he made an offensive impact. Glaber was hitting the ball. Glaber is Glaber officially back, Tyler? I mean, dude, I I'm definitely on that train. I tweeted out his stats the other day, but I mean, he's literally exactly what he was in 2018, 2019, and I gotta give some type of credit to to Dylan Lawson there. I'll kind of save my spiel for Glaber when we get into uh, more of this series because he produced here as well. Um, but yeah, dude, in my book, I mean, we have a very good second baseman again. That's, I mean, not that DJ LeMay, he was not a very good second baseman, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, offense, he, he Glaber still ma- makes a little mistakes here and there on the defense, but it's just at least we're getting him hitting the way he, I don't know if it's 30 home runs, but right now, what was the over-under, 20 home runs or 17 home uh, runs yeah, or whatever it was? I don't even was. remember what it was. <laughs> he already has hit his over his total from last year. So. Yeah, he's on pace to hit 4, 8, 12. We're about a third of the way through. I mean, he's basically on pace to hit 30. Yeah. So, <laughs> nuts. Um, Baseball. We'll be, very, we'll be very happy with that if that is the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the offense went pretty pedestrian in those two those second games, second set that, of games. That was kind but. of the only like kind of shitty takeaway from that series. It's like, okay, you win the first two with Nestor and JMO, and then you got Sevy and Cole lining up three and four. It's like, all right, take one of them, and then we're good to go. But yeah. you know, you drop both. And then but the if you look the at Cole, the Cole thing with the with the umpire and then that's yeah. strung back. So that I mean, was kind of shitty, too. If you too. just look at the lineup we ran out there, we were just piecing. I mean, Matt Carpenter was in the five hole for some of this series. Just like He let off, yeah, too, he, with he, the he, Angels yeah, series. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when you look at what we were kind of running out there, we were happy with a split going into the series, and that's what we got. So, you know, whatever, dude. Can't be mad. Can't be mad. Um, so quickly, we'll do our. We're doing them early, but wanted to recognize the savages of the series for this one. I'm gonna give it to Jamison Tyone in this one. Just an absolute stud performance on game two. I think eight innings pitched and just really is. I said in a tweet 
that he's the most underrated member of the pitching staff currently. Mm-hmm. And I think foreshadowing what he did in his last start last night, um, I, he's getting a lot of attention. And if I had to say the three all-stars from this team of the pitching staff, you definitely say Nestor, Cole, and Jameson. And you could you could really make the argument, Tyler. I don't know if you agree with this, but Jameson Tyone has been the second best behind Cole or second second best behind Nestor. Like, it's not that crazy to say. No, it's not. That, because, so. because, dude, I, I think Michael K made a, a pretty good point last night on the broadcast as well. I don't know if you remember. It was when there was this game last year where we were down like 7 nothing against the Phillies or like 7-2 and JMO started it, and we ended up coming back and tying it in the ninth and then losing it last year. And that was James and Tyone got rocked for seven runs in that game. And since that game, he's legitimately been – like one of the better pitchers in baseball. Just kind of like how Nestor was as soon as he got inserted into this rotation. Yeah, I fully changed my script with him when it when he, he had that he, he had, had a nutty se- June last year. Yeah, he had last year I think it was July and August I said okay, this guy has turned a corner and it was especially after he talked about how he he just had a complete mind like he changed his mind, mind frame and just completely went back to square one and said, okay, I'm not going to be able to stay in the big leagues. If It was after that Philly start where he had one, only two-thirds of an inning, yeah. and it looked horrible. I remember that last summer, and he just completely changed, and he looks like a new pitcher. I don't, throwing Matt three Blake pitches doing now, something. too. Matt Blake's got to be doing something funky with him. or I, I don't know, he, but it's working. Yeah, he, he weirdly kind of resembles a little bit of Nestor in the fact that he's not super flashy. Like, he's not going to have some disgusting, uh, you know, like Severino slider. He's not going to throw a hernia one dotted on the edge like Garrett, but he's going to he's gonna hit his spots. He's going to throw three really good pitches. Um, he's working in a lot of a cutter this year, too, which he didn't really throw last year. Um, uh-huh which basically every Yankee starter now throws as a cutter. Um, so, yeah, dude, I mean, J-Mo is just kind of – it's not someone that is going to, you know, be super flashy. Um, but, yeah, quietly being very, very, very good. And, again, kind of like Nestor up until like two weeks ago, getting no attention from anyone but Yankee fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who would you have for your M- or um, Savage of the Series? I mean, dude, it's kind of getting repetitive at this point, but is it almost – Nestor's been ri- ridiculous. It's, it's unfair to not give it to him. I could go – you know, I could go – Matt ju- Carpenter, a little honorable mention. I know. I, I could give it to him, but he's still – yeah, he's a homer. Uh, I could get – if I'm going to give it to Matt Carpenter, then I got to give it to Judge because he had two ribbies in the first game too. Um, so, yeah, a couple honorable mentions there, but, dude, just the length that we're getting from – Nestor kind of consistently now um, is ridiculous. Unreal. So I have to go him. Another eight innings pitch, one earned, five Ks. Again, he's not super flashy, but the dude is fun to watch, and it's I think it's they, absurd. <laughs> I think they said a stat on the broadcast um, that it was the first time two Yankee pitchers have gone back-to-back eight innings pitch in a while, a very long time. Yeah. So I don't remember. I definitely – I mean, pitchers don't you, really you go, go back. Yeah, to, pitchers don't really go eight innings anymore. Period. I think it may have been say Mike Mussina and another dude like early or later two thousand or early 
like later 2000 like 2007 or whenever it was i think musina retired right before we won the world series which was kind of shitty but you know because moose needed a uh a championship but yeah just to say that it's like that's how long ago that we've been we don't normally see that but that's awesome uh you know there's points being made about the pitching staff hopefully we can get more of these bullpen arms back because we don't want to have to you know severino we don't severino who is we know has a checkered injury history unfortunately and we don't and he's been pitching well up to this point you know knock on wood as also health um but you know, we don't want to stretch them out too long. That's why we want to get guys like Laza back. Say, you know, can we get Chapman back too, just to have him in the have him in the pen? Um, but yeah, we don't want to stretch him too long. But they've been giving us length, and that and that's what uh, that's what you got to ask for. Ao pause. That's a, <laughs> I don't have Dude. that one li- lined up. <laughs> but uh, for MVP of sucking, I, I'm going to have to go Please with stink. Uh, Joey Gallo in this one. Two for fifteen with seven strikeouts. Um, he made he made up for it a little bit. And I think he had a three-hit game in one of in the, but he he's looked a little bit better. But it, there were some big spots at least it seems, like last night too, yeah. With against the Angels, him and Hicks walked. Of course, what else would he do? Um, <laughs> but you know he you saying Gal, you got the bases juiced, man, and it's the perfect time to break out of it and give Yankees Yankee fans a reason to love you. But in that series, he didn't really look too crazy with the seven strikeouts. And he, the numbers, he's been hitting the ball a little bit more as of late, but it just, it's not really in the stratosphere of what we expected. Even our, I guess you could say lowest expectations, dude. Cause it's just, ah, sometimes it's rough. It's rough to watch at bats. Like you could tell, it's really kind of getting to him. So Yeah. No, I mean, definitely fair. We got a lot of Hicks and Gallo talk coming up, I think. Um, so I'll save a little bit of my thoughts there as well. But, yeah, would, can't would, argue. Would yours be Hicks for that series no, probably? No, I got I got to go Litke. Uh, if, if, you know, some people even remember, you know, the series at this point. Um, comes in in a tie game, gives up a run. Kind of need him to need him to be a guy that steps up. Um, with the bullpen kind of not being there right now. So, going to give it to Licky and kind of nitpick. Only got one out as well. So, yeah. Figure it out. All right. Let's head into the Angels series. So, game one, we got Jordan Montgomery on the mound. He goes ahead and uh, throws seven innings pitch, four hits, one earned run, one walk, four Ks. A very good Jordan Montgomery start. And finally, Tyler, he gets some run support. Mm-hmm. Rizzo and Glaber go gappers, go up 2 nothing. Then Matty Carpenter with a little home run to get a two-run home run to put it up 4 nothing. Uh, then DJ getting a little double action, scoring Gallo. And then another uh, fielder's choice into a fielder's choice uh, to put us up 6 nothing in the bottom of the sixth. Then a judge sack fly um, to put us up 7 nothing. Uh, then the Angels get a Ren- – how do you pronounce his name? Ren- Regnifo? Rengifo? I don't know. Rengifo. Uh, he gets a homer in the s- top of the seventh. And then Jose Trevino continues Been his power surge. Yeah. Uh, then we win this one 9-1. to one, And overall great win. Just awesome after the weekend, especially when the offense was pedestrian for those last two games. Um, Rizzo is definitely seems like he's coming around after a, a bad May, after a very good April, after a bad May. Mm-hmm. So 
and especially after the go-ahead hit last night that we'll get to. Um, so you feeling I, – I don't really have too many worries about Rizzo, even just through this no, bad month. No. He's just – I don't really have – he's a consistent ball player. and, and but Yeah, plays I, a solid. I feel like he'll level out. Yeah, plays a solid first base too. I'm not worried about Rizzo, but good to see him kind of knock it around a bit. But, yeah, dude, like you said, this is – this is a pretty solid win coming off, you know, two straight L's uh, from the Rays and then an off day. You're like, okay, I mean, Angels are a good team going into this, so this could, you know, kind of go. We could go into a little bit of annoying mode uh, if we lose game one. But Yanks come out. Um, literally, it was a fun game just to watch. It was a non stressor. This was just a kind of like. All right, dude, I'm going to eat dinner and just, like, watch the Yanks because I don't have to freak out about this game because it's, um, what was it, 5 nothing after the second inning. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that was awesome. I'm glad they let Monty go the full 7-2. Uh, he gave up that homer in the, in the seventh, and he kind of didn't, uh, you know, didn't, didn't get nervous or anything because um, I think there's been times where we've given Monty a couple a couple runs and then he gives them right back and it's been weird with him pitching with a lead because he never does it um, so good for him uh, again I've, this is repetitive but just a, a purely dominant start um, just getting a ton of a ton of innings out of our starters right now it's absurd yeah it's very good to see and um I tweeted this out. It's it's as if the baseball gods are rewarding us for the past decade before yeah. <laughs> when we just were terrible. Or not terrible, but just subpar to not very good. Um, so, yeah, it's awesome. Mon- Montgomery has been good. There's no, there's no weak spot in this. No. As of now. There's not. It, they've been – they've exceeded expectations. They've been amazing. And they're not getting national attention the only thing the only guy that gets national attention was cole for the wrong reasons. and half of it's hate yeah <laughs> and it's just hate and now i am on a full petition like nestor cortez better be starting the all-star game if major league baseball is smart they're gonna I, I make it verlander just because i him, get dude. it's justin verlander i get it and i but how how could you not tee it up any better that you have a i believe a cuban immigrant that came over when his story of how his parents were able to get get themselves 36th over. 36th round draft pick or something. Cut by the Yankees twice. Went to the Cut by Orioles. the Orioles. Yeah. Went back to the Yankees and is now pitching to a 1-5 ERA. How is that guy not going to be led on the story when they do the Fox pregame and do all this stuff? Yeah. Like, How is that guy? He's not throwing a million miles an hour. He He's pitching in New York City for the Yankees, and he's outperforming Garrett Cole who is the guy that's being paid $300 million. Like Tyler, I went to the I went to Yankee Stadium uh-huh. with my buddy and Pryor, and we tr- he tried to get a Nestor Cortez jersey. They couldn't get a Nestor Cortez jersey because of, um, I think he's still under the minor league deal, and however those Seri- uh, well, under yeah, the collective he, bargaining, he, he, they can't sell his jersey. They can't. That's why there's no Nestor wow, Cortez merch. I did not know that. That's so that's what one of the That's what one of the guys told me that worked for um, – worked at the stadium shop like that's why well, they yeah he's ha- he's still under he's under his his arbitration years right now so i don't know if his arb didn't get settled or something but i mean yeah, june is actually when they're doing that for yeah judge and everything so that's another dude, story he is under about. team control until 2026 he's 27 and he's making well. seven hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars a year 
I, dude, I, I have no idea how <laughs> nuts, dude. How, how Rob Manfred can't look at himself and say we have to have this guy starting yeah. in the All Star game. I think also Dusty Baker is the manager, so that's also going against Nestor. Damn but it. if he was, if it was smart for baseball, like if baseball's smart, they're saying you're starting Nestor Cortez because it's a perfect story. Like you could do all those those previews and everything of talking about his like it needs to be highlighted yeah. is all i'm saying so before before we uh, hop into the next game monty on the season dude i mean he's pitching to the third lowest era uh of this staff so that's ahead of garrett cole and ahead of Luis severino with a 3.04 era um and we're getting dude it's june rob like we're not in you know the second week of may right now or you know uh, end of April. I mean, we kind of these stats are starting to mean something, uh, especially if you look at ERA plus, dude, um, which is kind of like OPS plus. League average is a hundred. Monty's pitching to a one twenty four ERA plus. That's higher than Cole. That's higher than Severino. Um, in fifty three innings pitched, he's given up eighteen runs. Um, he's just kind of doing it. It's just it's just quality start after quality start. And he, it's so weird. He only has one win. Uh, he started 10 games. He only has two decisions. So yeah, just, finally got the run support. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> but yeah. Monty is, as we say, Oh, hot, 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 I saw, hot, hot, keep, hot. Keep it going. Yeah, I saw um, our buddy New York Yankees recaps uh, tweet out that everyone in the Yankees rotation could legitimately earn like a top 10 each earn a top 10 Cy Young vote at this because yeah. at this rate it's true <laughs> it's imagine it's very it, their numbers are very good and <laughs> I I we have to see the season finish out but of course a of lot of year, baseball you could, you could if it keeps up or they're in this realm of where they are now you could debate this as one of the best pitching staffs the Yankees have ever had in a single season uh-huh. just saying and dude saying. if I, I mean we made this a conversation probably three, four weeks ago about who would be the potential two starter in a postseason game. I Could mean, be Garrett Cole. I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's like, if it's continues to be this type of a, a margin between the two, I think they're gonna lean Cole because of the funds strictly. But dude. I don't know, man. I mean, Nestor uh, uh, is you ridiculous. Know, he's doing the thing, Tyler. Yeah. He's doing the I thing. I mean, we've been talking about Nestor so much. It's time, I think it's time we start talking about Nestor's game. Yeah, you want to you take this? Yeah, one? dude. All right. Game two. Uh, this was the, the game that got rained out on Friday, so I guess we all got all of us Yankees fans got to watch the Rangers. Um, so that was or cool. rained out on uh, – it was rained out Friday. on – Friday. Why did I say Friday? Wednesday. No, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, so doubleheader yesterday, um, being Thursday. Yanks win it six one. Nestor goes seven innings pitched, um, five hits, two walks, seven Ks, and this one, not a whole lot to. This was kind of a relaxing game too, almost. Rob, uh, Mar- Matt Carpenter gets like a ten twelve pitch at bat to lead off the game, and then he just rips one. Um, to the short porch, but it was no porch job to say the least. He crushed that ball 410 feet. Um, and then a follow, Glaber Torres, another homer. Uh, that would be homer number 10 for him uh, to right field as well. Makes it 2 nothing at the end of the first. And then it kind of keeps going. This was like the solo home run game. Judge with another homer. 
uh, to left. Off Otani. Yeah, off Otani. We own Otani. I know. Apparently. He legit, dude. And I was telling this to my buddy. I was very upset when they made Otani, when MLB.com made Otani the number one player in baseball going into this year. I was like, dude, come on. And. I mean, it's amazing what he can do. I it's I very but. cool, but there is—he's not the best player in the league, dude. No. I mean, just look at what that I. The Angels have probably what most would say the two best players in baseball, right? By yeah. that, by MLB.com's ranking, and they're on a seven-game skid now, and they started hot, but they're gonna—it's gonna be really hard for them, especially with three AL East teams most likely making the postseason. Then you factor in um, the West of, you don't you know, you would probably say Houston's going to win that. And then the Twins are probably going to win that division. And, and then the you White don't know. Sox. Yeah, the you Red don't know Sox. how that's going to shake out. So <laughs> it, it just goes, good. it goes to show you, you know, you have those big talented guys, but then the rest of the team is lacking, which is weird because I don't really think the Angels are lacking. Oh, we didn't even say Noah Syndergaard in the first game. Yeah, lit. Yeah, he did get lit. That was yeah, amazing. That was it is return to New York. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, following that three nothing after the Judge homer, and then Marwin gets in the action. He had a four for eight weekend. I'm pretty sure or uh, doubleheader. Uh, Marwin doubles. Hicks Hicks scores. Trevino to third, and then. Next inning, DJ gets his fourth homer of the year, so could use a little pop from him. Let's see it. Um, and then Miggy, uh, sack fly in the fifth, makes it 6 nothing. And that was kind of it. Yanks gave up um, a homer in the eighth, and then there was a rain delay, dude, like in between the last half inning. Uh, Wandy started, st- came out, pitched, and then we had an hour and a half rain delay, and then Wandy comes back out and pitches. They should have just canceled. Yeah, I'm like, come. I mean, I guess if you're the Angels, you're like, what? Like, what? we have three outs. Yeah, you can exactly. do it. I heard. Um, I don't know if you you heard, but Joe Madden was arguing that their pitch com wasn't working, so they wouldn't let Wandy use the pitch com when he came back out for the rain delay. And we're like, he complimented the Yankees on their ability to read signs, which. I, what does that even mean? The media what? tried to play. The, the, no, no, the media tried to play it, and he was actually giving. And Boone said it after. He's. I appreciate that. Yeah, we do do a good job of like, naturally reading signs the way baseball of like stealing signs and. Oh yeah. The ways. Well, of, there was rumors Otani was was tipping in this game. He probably was. Yeah. So, which but if Yankees are good at it. Your pitches. Part of the fucking. Excuse me. Part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 tip your pitches. Exactly. That's, that's end of the day. Um. But yeah, the I didn't uh, like Clark's yeah, outing in this game though, Rob. Yeah, he, he made us nervous in the last inning. Cause it was still, I mean, six runs is still not. I mean, they've done it. Great, they've done it to us before lineup. too. They did it to us last year. Yeah, I was at that. <laughs> you were at that game. game. Yeah, I mean, Jared Walsh. Yeah, you kind of want Clark to come in there and kind of pull a Mike King and go, you know, innings eight and nine, and not have to get Wandy up and do all this. Um, so Clark. You know, it kind of needs you to be a weapon, especially with whatever we got going on in the bullpen, kind of multiple question marks at the moment. But uh, two-thirds of an innings pitch, two hits, one earned run. I'm trying to see, did he? how many walks did he have? I imagine he had a few, He walked a couple. I can't see it, but, yeah, not the best out. You know, it's not what you want. It's not what you want. Oh, yeah, so two hits and two walks. I mean, and you only got two outs, so you're putting a lot of men on base right there for no reason. Yeah, 
But that's just you know I'm nitpicking, Rob. You, you sweep. We kind of have to nitpick something here. We can't be we can't be happy with everything. Hicks was three for four in this game too. So oh my god, I don't he's know. officially back. <laughs> he did. Co- he's officially back. I know. Yeah, literally. But um, I don't know, dude. What do you think we got going forward? Um, in terms of left field, because if you've noticed, they've been putting Joey Gallo a little bit in right field recently. In the last couple of games, he's hit a little more in right field. I don't know if that's me butter knifing it. It probably is. But it, it seems to me as if Judge is going to be, I think we've talked about this, the clear center fielder in it when it comes yeah. to big games. Gallo potentially could be the right fielder, if not because they, they haven't played Stanton much in left. It's been majority right. So I'm yeah, thinking so- they're doing something. Either Hicks or Gallo is not a part, is not going to be playing meaningful games in September, October. So there, they were talking. Meredith did a feature on it, pregame for the first game, or was it the second game? I don't remember. But she was talking about how Joey Gallo was fa- talking about how f- much far, far more comfortable he was being in right field as opposed to left field. Hundred percent. And yeah, you could see it, but. I'll tell you who's getting priority if whoever is more comfortable is Stanton. I'm telling oh, Stanton absolutely. to play right, if that if that makes sense yeah. of, for him. But if I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he said, "Oh, Joey, you can't do it. I can go play left field. Whatever you can take right if that makes you feel better." But <laughs> I don't know. Um, when I want Stanton to, to him, play the outfield though. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think I Judge think is the handle. best center fielder on our team. Also, yeah, I think. Stanton, if if it had to be that we had to adhere to Gallo's needs, then he could play left field if it, if need be. But um, yeah, it's it's really weird because we tweeted or we put it on Instagram. We got a bunch of comments on that um, talking about who would you, you know, pick? what would you do with left field? Um, Everyone said Gallo you know, for the most part, dude, which I was kind of surprised yeah, about because I think I, I thought the hate was no, mutual almost. I I agree with that because I think I'm still opting with Gallo because. Of Hitley gives you a home run possibility. He can run into one every like Hicks just Gallo at least looks like he's putting together at bats. It's just the nature of his swing. Like he's talked about it and how he's not gonna really change as a player, and that's just who he is. Like Aaron Hicks literally looks so tentative when he's hitting like when he's up. Like he's not aggressive at times. You can tell he's very very frustrated. Yeah, he very much wants to walk. It it seems like teams so, know that too. So you know, there's a lot of Yankee fans talking about trades and that of that nature. I do think once we get into August, we can have that conversation because I, I, if listen, if you're, if this team is rolling and we still have a sizable lead in the AL East, I feel, I, I feel more comfortable than I have in the past years with this team in the postseason. Having a guy like Rizzo for a full season, having DJ, it seems back. Uh, IKF, Glaber is back in his swing. Judge is playing like an MVP. Stan, when he gets back, mm-hmm. he's been playing like an MVP prior. Like, if you can make an upgrade, make an upgrade. So people have been throwing out Andrew Benintendi as a name. I've heard that a lot. Yep. I don't know how realistic that would be. Like maybe Kansas City would say, "Yeah, we'll take Gallo well, because well, they're both whatever." He's but, on an expiring contract too. Yeah. So, but he's been playing better, and I. I do like him more in the lineup than I would a Gallo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to upgrade Is if if that's your question of saying, what are we going to do I for think, this next month and a half? Yeah. I don't think they're going to – they're just going to have to ride it out. Um, would you say – like Miguel Andujar, if – I love Miggy Hicks. That's almost and the, it seems qu- like, the question. I, I don't even know because I, I think my thing is like, is Gallo 
not playing right field, dude, I don't even – like is it almost a Glaber situation at shortstop? Is that a possibility or no? Because that, that he would have to be set in right field. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then Stanton is your left fielder. Oh. And then it's like – and then – Dude, if that's the case, I don't have the patience with Gallo at that's, all. Like, that's, I what I'm, with that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if, you nah, move, if you move Gallo to right field, it's like he better damn well be producing the second oh, he steps in yeah, right field. You, you, get, you step in right field, Joey. We better be seeing balls fly yeah, out, of exactly. the, out of the park. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of – because. Like Miggy, but Miggy's also cool Miggy. to watch. I love, I love Miggy off the bench, kind of too. Yeah, I like Miggy as a bench player for sure. Um, and you have Marwin too that could play left if you need be. But you know those two guys, unless Miggy goes on a tear, Miggy I think has more potential to go on a crazy tear offensively. That you're like, okay, we have to have him in the lineup rather than Marwin Gonzalez mm-hmm. does. But Marwin is. Marwin plays everywhere. Even, literally, even everywhere. last night, even last night with the ball hit in front of Miggy, you go, oh, like the defensive. He's looked comfortable, which is uh-huh. a, a positive. Um, but then there's going to be the fans that, are like, oh God, Miggy in the defense, and then that's going to what's going to hold them back of thinking that he could be the left fielder. Um, I will say, I don't know in a meaningful game, I, I can trust Miggy in the outfield yet. But yeah, yeah, everything he's yeah, done no, has I, been promising thus far. Yeah, so. Short answer, look internally. Maybe yeah. Miggy can do something. Stick with these guys. Ride it out till August, till the trade deadline. Um, and But if once trade deadline comes about and people and teams are – because right now they're not selling. But once we get to the trade deadline and teams are more, op- more open to giving off players, then, yes, I, I agree that if they think that they're in a position to win a World Series this year, like Gallo's not coming back. Stop prospect hugging. Get rid of yeah. – Make Someone. something happen. Hicks, like that contract, it's just when it was signed, um, I thought that Hicks had a promising future. People, you could still be skeptical of it, but now it just looks horrible <laughs> for seven years and 10 mil a year. I don't think it'll hurt the Yankees to dump that. Con- I, I think you're going to have to cut Hicks. I wouldn't think that you could trade that contract yeah. is my my feeling on it so weird but, um, i wonder i wonder if teams are even gonna sell dude because i'm looking at the standings and with three wild cards i mean the yeah, detroit yeah, tigers are nine games under 500 and they're only five games back of the wild card like boston's it's, only two uh, games back yeah so it may be literally right up to the deadline yeah. like it sometimes is so um, but yeah, that's uh, left field will be uh, It'll be interesting. Uh, it's left field is now the new shortstop. Exactly, sh- like, like you said. Um, all right, game three, we got Jamison Tyone Jameson on the mound. Tyone. Eight innings pitched, one earned run, five Ks, two hits. Perfect game through seven and a third. I think the last guy to do that was. Michael Pineda, I think it was, through six and two-thirds or something around there. Michael K. said it on the broadcast. Um, but Jared Walsh, God damn you, Jared Walsh. <laughs> he did the he did the grand slam last year. Um, IKF made an amazing play the inning prior, kind of in the same area. Um, but it hit off his glove this time. It was a really good effort. I'm just glad it wasn't, wasn't Tyler Wade. Yeah, it wasn't meant <laughs> to be. Oh, that would have sucked. Um, but then, like I foreshadowed with the with the miggy i i I don't know i i understand why he let it drop fans were kind of bitching and moaning about it but um 
I don't know. People are saying that he was too casual. He shouldn't have let it drop. He should have made a diving play. Well, if it went behind him, they would have been bitching and moaning uh-huh. about that too. So, uh, double-edged sword. But then he made up for it, leading us off in a double in the eighth inning. Once we were down one nothing, Miggy goes ahead, gets a double. IKF gets wa- or uh, Miggy then steals, um, and then IKF walks, um, and then they then load the bases with Aaron Hicks walking, um, and then Joey Gallo goes ahead and strikes out, and at that point we have two outs. I had a little bit Anthony of an Rizzo. issue with that, honestly. Cause what was your issue? All right, so Hicks, Hicks and Gallo are up with runners on second and third because I think there was a pass ball or something. Yeah. And the whole the whole infield was back because they didn't want to give up the, the leading or the, uh, the winning run at second or the go-ahead run at second. Yeah. So all Hicks or Gallo had to do was put a ball in play. Hicks clearly looking to walk or something. And then Gallo oh, yeah. can't put a ball in play. You got to tie the I mean, game that, there, dude. I mean, that's just an issue. Rizzo yeah, bailed us out because if not, I'd be, I'd pr- I probably would have been pissed off last night. Tyler, that's where old school baseball comes into effect. Yeah, my guy. exactly. <laughs> that is <laughs> put true. the ball in play, damn it. Just something um, there. Uh, but yeah, Rizzo comes up, no sleeves on this time. It looked like he was doing. I was just hanging out. Didn't really expect to get pinch hit because <laughs> he usually has the sleeves. But he came up. Um, Put together a good at bat and hit it right up the middle, and the Yankees go ahead and win and finish off the sweep where it looked like uh, kind of bleak that we were gonna. I mean, we were happy we won the series, so yeah. But you go from like you go from JMO throwing a you know seven inning perfect game, and then all of a sudden we're about to lose this game, and we're like, oh god, that would kind of suck, huh? Um, but yeah, dude, I'm glad that they kind of came through. Or Rizzo kind of bailed the Yankees out because there there was a lot of opportunities in this game where the Yankees were just like, uh, uh-uh, don't want to do it, don't want to score. But um, Clay Holmes, dude, had a uh, little interesting ninth, got two quick outs, and then just loads yeah. the bases. About he 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 pretty much pushed it as far as he could possibly push it without without blowing the save. And I mean, kind of thinking he just got bored and wanted to be on the mound a little longer. Yeah, so uh, he got it done, though, is all, we, is all we ask. And the Yankees go ahead and sweep, and now we play the Detroit Tigers tonight. Um, and that's on Apple TV, and then the Sunday game is at 11.35 a.m. on Peacock. So, so weird. I kind of yeah. don't um, mind that, I guess, though. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you get the rest of your Sunday to do whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. The only thing is, it's on Peacock, so it's weird. So I have to sign up for that, or I think I have an account. I don't know if it's free. So that'll be interesting if I have to listen to John and Susan, or possibly illegally stream. Hopefully, I could just watch. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we go ahead and sweep that series. Let's get into our savages of the series for this one, Tyler. I'm gonna go with none other, Nestor Cortez. My man better be starting the All-Star game is all I'm talking about. So, or all I'm going to say cuz yeah, I, the, he's just a great story for baseball, great story for athletes of persevering and I it's just awesome. And he's just a good dude, good character, good like character to see on the mound. He's just awesome. He does it in innovative ways pitching and it shows like it's a good way to show, I guess, pitchers and kids in a way, Tyler, mm-hmm. that you don't have to throw 100 miles an hour to make it to the big leagues now. Like, he's doing it in in ways that um, people just don't do anymore. That aren't, that aren't, yeah, aren't typical of the day. So uh, he just continues to be 
quite possibly the best pitcher in baseball at this moment in time. Um, and it's really cool yeah. to see. So that's who I got. Honorable mention, dude, because I'm not going to go with him. Uh, Jamison Tyone. I kind of just want to talk about his stats a little bit on the year because, I mean, he, you mentioned at the beginning of the pod, dude. Statistically, he has pitched as the second best pitcher on this team so far. Uh, he is a 2 3 ERA, uh, 163 ERA plus, um, 58 innings pitched. Um, he's been killing it. Um, he's got, he only averages six strikeouts per nine innings, which is the lowest on the team. Um, but he just kind of does it. I, I don't, I don't need, like, I don't think it's a defense thing or anything. He's just a lot of soft. Con- Who kind of does that? Dallas Keuchel is a big guy that that um used to just well CC used to do pitch it to contact. Too. Yeah, I mean, so Jamison Tyone, man. I mean, he's weirdly becoming like you said, um, <laughs> a top two starter on this team at least for this year. Um, uh-huh. Six and one on the year too, so he gets a couple wins in there. Uh, he's put he's pitched the most, the second most innings on the team behind Nestor. And this is a guy that we were talking about wasn't even going to be ready until the middle of May because he was having he had ankle surgery at the end of last year, and he kind of said, "Screw that! I'm going to play like when the season starts." And he's done that, and he's pitched phenomenally. So that's a long honorable mention, but I'm going to go with Glaber Torres, dude. We talked about him at the beginning. Uh, he went four for twelve in this series, one home run, two RBIs. Uh, he's playing a pretty good, a pretty damn good second base too, for the most part. I believe he actually leads the league um, in defensive runs saved from second base. Uh, I'm not a huge defensive metrics guy when it comes to uh, defensive stats, but I think he had a little bobble the other day. But in terms of you know the eye test, he's passed it for the most part, and now he's putting together a legit offensive season, dude. Um, on the year, Glaber Torres. He has the third highest slugging percentage on the Yankees, only behind Judge and Stan. Uh, he has a 121 OPS plus, a 774 OPS. He's got 10 homers, seven doubles, so he's got seven. He's got 18 extra base hits on the year. Um, he's doing everything that I want that I could ask for him to do, and I was freaking out at the beginning of the year after like three games, saying, "Okay, yeah, trade him for literally a bag of chips." Um, this is why I don't run a team, Rob. So, got I got to go with Glaber. Not a bad one. Glaber's been stepping up, and uh, I guess his value completely is coming back up. That given some promise, uh-huh. so I don't think they're going to trade him though. But I mean, if they had to in the future, but it's looking good for Glaber right now, and he continues to play well. Uh, for the MVPs of sucking, they stink. I mean, you can't do it after a sweep, yeah, so I think we're going to have to. Ixnay that. Um, but yeah, so we head into the series versus Detroit this weekend. Um, and then what's our foreshadowed schedule? I think we have schedule. an off day. I think we have an off day on Monday. Yeah, finally we get those off days after uh, after that long. What was it like 20, 22 games in a row? So we got yeah twenty yeah twenty three so games got, in twenty two days or something. So like we got that. Detroit. So we got Detroit this week or weekend. And then we have the off day, and then we head to Minnesota. So a little uh, reunion with Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. Going to see Carlos Correa. Those guys, they've been playing some good baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, We got Cortez, Tyone, and Cole lined up for that. So that should be fun. Um, And then we head – 
or we have Chicago. We go back to the stadium. Chicago comes to town. The, the Cubs. Cubs, dude. When was the last time we played them? Uh, every four years. I think they're changing it though. So I think interleague play is going to happen every every year. Every, yeah, I well, think we play everyone I think it's next every year, year. Yeah. So that that'll start next year. Um, so I'm going to try and go to the Saturday game uh, where Montgomery pitches. So hopefully it trends with still the um, run support. Yeah. Um, and then and then the ske- the schedule gets a little tough after Cubs. Tyler. I mean, you could you could throw in Minnesota as well. I mean, I guess if you want to say Detroit, but not really. But We'll see what happens this weekend. But, I mean, you got Minnesota, then Cubs. Then you go Tampa, Toronto, Tampa, Houston. And Toronto's <laughs> yeah. actually been playing a lot better baseball uh, from where they were then playing us. They've been getting uh, getting hot. Um, and Houston's no no slouch. That's a four-game set um, at the stadium. Um, and then we have a makeup, I think. Uh, or why do we play? Yeah, we play yeah, them we for one game on June 30th. I mean, yeah, dude, pretty much June, the middle, the second week of June all the way to July 4th. The first week of July is not going to be too easy. July nope. July is a, is a favorable schedule, but, yeah, not. Finally play Boston again. We haven't seen them. I know. I've been waiting to go to a game because I haven't gone to a game, and I can go to Fenway since it's right here. Um, yeah. So I definitely got to catch one of those. But, yeah, dude, you mentioned it's all coming back to me, how much I talked about how fraudulent the uh, the Blue Jays were. And now they've won eight straight, and they're in second place. So they should relax. If I had to, well, had to. well, all we all all we have to do is just continue to win yeah. against them. Is all I care. Just about. keep winning. Um, just keep winning. That's the motto. That's what we got to keep doing, even when we play the bad teams. Uh, like we said this weekend, presume bad team with Detroit. Keep winning, and then we'll head into our tougher schedule. But as always, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe to the pod if you're not already subscribed. Be sure to follow us on our social medias at Four Savages on uh, Twitter, at Four Train Savages on Instagram, as well as the YouTube channel. If you guys want to go head over and subscribe there. Uh, but yeah, we pr- really appreciate you guys listening for this episode for episode 94. We will catch you guys at episode 95. Peace. <laughs>